Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event, For Her, By Her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Today, we are talking about launching and, you know, we're going to talk about why everything's a launch, but we're also going to talk about 23 launch mistakes that your business just cannot afford to be making. Yeah. So first, y'all need to get into the mindset that every single thing in your business should be treated like a launch. And by everything, I mean everything. You want to conquer Instagram? That's a launch. Got a new blog post? Launch it. Creating a course? Launch that shit. New brand colors? Launch it. Because the thing is, is that if you do not treat it like a launch, it's going to become just one of those things that sits in your planner, sits on the dreamy to-do list, or sits in the back of your head, and it ain't never going to happen. As soon as you treat it like a launch, you're going to say, okay, what are the steps that I need to do in order to make it happen? And you're going to break it down, and you're going to schedule the task, and then you're going to do the thing. So that's first and foremost. Everything in your business should be treated like a launch. Or is everyone on the same page? Just shake your head I and I will I am shaking my head vigorously. All right. You ready to hear some mistakes? Jot these down. Take some notes so you don't make these the next time you launch your thing. Are you ready? I am so ready. We're going to start with the number one mistake that I see so many people making. All the time. Y'all are waiting for perfection. It's not going to happen. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. Nothing is ever going to be zipped up in a little teeny sack with the perfect little bow. It just isn't. And so we want to give you permission to know that good is good enough. And you, ha- if you have, you guys, yeah, we launched our, our flagship program, like our big kahuna, the thing that we've been dreaming of for years before we had actually even recorded anything. We had the bonuses done, but the, the actual course We knew that we could put it out there. We knew we had the knowledge and the know-how, but we didn't have the time. And so we launched it anyway. Yep. Websites have launched before all the pages were complete. Yeah. Courses, packages, products, because you will learn more from just doing the damn thing than to you are when you're sitting there thinking about it. 100%. Okay. So good is good enough. Check, push it out there. The second thing y'all are doing, you're launching a secret. Y'all, it's like this. It's not a secret. What you do in your business, everyone should know about it. If you are trying to grow a business, if you are trying to be profitable, if you are trying 
to create sustainability, you have to tell people what you want them to do and where you want them to go. You got to leave the fear alone that you're going to annoy people or that you're a broken record or that you're saying the same thing over and over again. And you have to tell people when you put something out there. If you press publish, you're not done yet. Nope. I can't tell you how many times like we go to learn some more about a student and like, what are they selling? What are they offering? And literally by their Facebook or Instagram, we cannot tell at all because they never talk about it. And so you can't be sneaky, sly, secret about your goods anymore. People need to hear about it. Shout it from the rooftops all the time. Man. Number three. Number three hits home for me. This isn't necessarily a problem I've experienced, but I've seen other people do it. They throw money at a problem with the thought that it is going to get them somewhere huge and they can just solve it with money and dollars on ads or software or systems. And they're not doing the work first. They're not understanding what needs to be put in place before they put that out there and start investing in things. And they've... Or how about people who are spending money every single month on systems that do the same thing? So like, I've known someone who's had a membership to lead pages and thrive pages at the same time. They do the same thing. They just couldn't decide which one they should go with. So they were spending monthly on the same thing. Before they were even launching. I've seen people, I've heard of people spending money for a membership to like Teachable or Thinkific before their course is even ready to sell. Guys, take advantage of those free trials. Take advantage of prepping as much as you can offline before you publish it to the thing if it's going to cost you money. All right? Number four, not having launch cheerleaders. So this kind of goes back to launching in secret. You are only one person. Your audience is only so big, even if you have two people or 200,000 people, right? You need other people to be cheering you on, A, so your stuff can get in front of other eyeballs. Like, that's just what's going to happen. But it also, literally at the end of the day, if it just helps you, because you know you have some people cheering you on and in your corner and saying good things about your product... That's going to do its job well. And I'm not saying that every single thing you put out into the world needs this like specific guided launch where you're sending out graphics and all these ridiculous things to cheerleaders to help them spread the word. Sometimes that makes sense. Sometimes you need to be super specific about what you want from people. But the rest of the time, like every time you publish a blog post or every time you put a podcast out there... Who's going to have your back? Who Who's going to help you by just commenting, by just being supportive for you? Who, who are you going to go through this journey with? People are so crucially important to running a business, even if it's truly just a friendship, to help you feel like you're not alone in this world. Yep. Number five. Only telling people once. You put something out there. You do it. In secret, okay, we already told you not to do that, but maybe you didn't do it in secret and you told people about it, but you only said it the one time. Every time you launch something, you need to put it out there and then put it out there again and then put it out there again on different 
on different platforms, on the same platform, people do not see everything you put in front of their faces. They just don't. I think we're used to that because we are in our own feeds and we're in our own industry and we typically follow other people who do similar things to us. So we're constantly being sold like the same things, right? Flowers, weddings, photography, graphic design, whatever. But your audience typically isn't in that same zone and they're not seeing all of that material. So creating a game plan for post-launch, okay, what are you going to do after the fact to keep up that hype? Number six, putting all your eggs in one basket. So this kind of goes to the telling people once, maybe you told lots of people, maybe you created a game plan for like a couple different posts on Instagram to go out over like a couple of days to tell people about this cool new thing, but you only told people on Instagram. What about your email list? What about your blog? What about Facebook? What about adding value in other groups that got people just to pay attention to you in general so then they could go see what you're offering? It's about showing up to where all of your people are so you can chat with them in all of the platforms because not everyone is on Instagram or Facebook or checks their email. So you've got to have all those touch And we're points. not saying you have to be perfect at all of them or that you even have to have a million different social media like points of contact, but you still can't put them in one place. You you can't spend all your time and energy growing an Instagram account because ultimately you don't own it. You don't own the platform. It could disappear in a second. We've seen businesses crash and burn from this in the past. Think about MySpace. Think about Periscope. People built businesses on those platforms And they have since disappeared and they're non-existent. So how can you diversify and really make sure that you're going after different people in different ways? Okay, number seven, assuming people know what you're offering. I know it's so crazy, but people do not know. (laughs) They just don't. What's in your brain? You just assume people all know that you're a website designer or that you do graphics or that you're a photographer or that you're a wedding planner and this is the packages and these are the offerings. People come in at all different stages of your business. Even if you explain last week what your product or service is, it doesn't mean there aren't new people. It doesn't mean the people that were there last week even saw that post. You have to continue telling people how they can buy from you. Mm -hmm. Number eight, not spending enough time on your why. And I think this one's important because I didn't used to think it was important until I actually took some time to really dive into this and the impact that it made, not only in how I thought about the stuff we were selling, but how I could communicate to others why it was important. So there's We're talking like past the surface stuff. Like you need this program to teach you this thing. You need this product so you can have a new coffee cup or whatever, right? What's the purpose? What's the why behind that? What are the changes in their life that is going to happen after they have this thing? Why should they take the time to click on it and add it to their cart? Ask, yeah, ask, 
Ask Tell questions. Them. Why does someone need or care about the thing? Why should they read your new blog? Why should they enroll in your course? But really, why? Figure this out and know it like the back of your hand. And number nine, quit. Quit the staying in your bubble, baby. I know so many people, myself included, that you just create this inner circle. You create oh, this yeah. community. It could be large or small. It doesn't matter. But you put yourself in it. You find your soul sisters, you work with them, you collaborate with them, and then you get way too flippin' comfortable. We yeah. we just today yeah. enrolled in something yeah. specifically to get out of our bubble. And it wasn't that it was like going to be pivotal or like life-changing. It was that we needed to be around new people in new places that had different types of businesses because we kept seeing the same people over and over and over again. And we're constantly learning and yeah. want to constantly learn. And so get out of your damn bubble for a second and you might be inspired too. Okay, number 10, not having a launch plan, specifically not having dates on your launch plan. So this goes back to my point at the very beginning when I yelled at you about treating everything like a launch. Part of that is breaking all of those tasks down and putting a date on them. I can't tell you how many students or people in our community who have hopes and dreams, right, of starting a podcast, of redoing their website, of offering this new package, of doing an in-person event, of hosting a summit. And it stays that, a hope and a dream. Because we don't break it down and we don't put a due date on it and we don't hold ourselves accountable. One of the best things I ever did as a brand new business owner is I got on my Instagram and my little followers of like 300 something people and I said, uh, by this date, enrollment to this course is going to open. I hadn't made the course yet. I don't even know if I had outlined it yet. But I needed some social accountability, and that was the best way for me to be like, well, even if one person saw that and is ready and waiting to buy it from me, I need to do it for that one person. So Sometimes put some you just got to fake yourself out and like make yourself think that other people care about what you're doing. But for serious, if you don't have a place to plan it all out, super suggest you get your booty and cello for business. Y'all, we take you step by step through this whole thing and get it mapped out so you can have clarity, which brings me to number 11. You can't just have a plan A, ladies and gentlemen. Been there. What happens? Been there. Literally, this happened to us. What happens uh -huh. if your payment processor goes down in the middle of the launch? Do you have a backup plan? We did this one time. We didn't have a backup plan. We just didn't have a way for people to buy for an hour and we lost sales. We lost out on thousands of dollars because of that mistake. What if Instagram crashes? What if your emails won't send? This is one I've seen a lot where like their email provider is like, re like reworking their system overnight or like in the middle of the day or something. And there are time sensitive emails that need to go out and they just don't go out. Sucks. It totally sucks. Mm -hmm. What's your backup We plan? have to ask ourselves this too. I am like. Yeah. Cheers to never using plan B, but you need to have it. All right. Number 12, not making a big enough deal. Now this one's kind of hard to do, but it's one of those moments where you need to put on like, if you need to put on your sassy Emily hat, like do that. 
I want you thinking you are the shit. Whatever it is that you're offering and whatever it is that you made, the world needs it because it's the best thing that they've ever heard of. It's going to change lives and it's epic and it's amazing. If you believe in that and if you feel that to your core, other people will too. And that is contagious. contagious. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Y'all, if you are launching something important to you, don't do it the same weekend you're getting married. Don't do it when you know a client has a major deadline. Don't do it when your mama has her 50th wedding anniversary. Well, and those might seem like obvious things. Like, okay, yeah, sure, don't schedule it around your wedding. What we've done in the past is like, okay, well, we're just launching, so we can still work on other stuff that week. No. Now, here's why. Y'all, people can see through your shit. They they know if you just put it on autopilot and walked away. Like, they can sniff it out like a dog. If you have your attention on it and you're able to engage in a really meaningful way with your community on social media or even just answering emails, it, it will make a world of difference. You literally will make more money yeah. because you cleared your schedule. Yeah. And I know that sounds okay. insane, but it's so incredibly true. And I know this one specifically is more around launching things that cost money. Like if you're launching a blog post, okay, sure. If you don't put your time or attention on it, it's just not going to go viral or whatever. But if you have something that's super important to you, money making or not, you need to clear your schedule. Yeah. And trust me, it's just better for your sanity. Like period. Uh, Number 14, live promotion instead of planned promotion. So what I mean by this is, say, launching is this week. And you're like, okay, I know I need to post on Instagram. And I know I need to post on Facebook. I know I need to send an email. So I'm going to sit down and write my Instagram post. Oh, and then I need to sit down and I need to write this email before it goes out in the morning. Oh, and I need to share to Facebook. All of a sudden, you're hustle frazzled in the middle of launch week trying to think of things to Talk to your people without feeling gross and slimy, sleazy, and salesy, but you need to be in all of these places, and you need to add value, and you need to do this, and it gets overwhelming, and then all of a sudden, you wake up, and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't say one thing yesterday about my product. Crap. So what I want you to do is have a planned promotion schedule. Literally, what are you going to say, and where is it going to get posted to? What's the graphic? What's the video? What's the image? What is the call to action? Go buy it, read it, download it, enroll, right? What is the thing? And batch those out before they need to go live. You're going to be able to be in a more calm space. You're going to be able to actually add value instead of just typing a couple quick sentences. And it's just going to serve a better purpose. No, I've been there. I've been in that place where literally this used to be our job. Hey, Emily, what should we post on Instagram today? Stop the presses, stop our workday, scroll the feed, find an image. That takes okay, like 20 we, we minutes. Okay, we agree on an image. Okay, wh- what the heck are we going to say? Cool. Uh, well, what have we said the last couple posts? What's coming up? What do we need do to we be have referencing? I don't know. What's the link? Oh, can you go make me a Oh bit my link? God, you guys. We would waste literally hours every day. For like, I'm not, not even kidding you, two to three hours a day. A day for both of us was wasted posting. Just Instagram. Just Instagram. Uh Uh-huh. Who gives a flying flip if it's scheduled in advance? They don't need to know where you are at every second of the day. No one cares. No one cares. 
That's what stories are for. Yeah. You can do it there. You can even plan that, though. <laughs> we plan some of our Instagram stories. Y'all, yeah. get ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of getting ahead, you might have an unclear path. I know this seems like, isn't that the same thing as a plan? Not really. Where do you want your customers to go? And what's the process you want them to go through? So if you're launching something, do they need to experience this blog post first? Do they need to download this opt-in? Do they need to watch this video? What needs to happen to warm them up so they're ready when they come out on the end, other end? What happens if you like have someone come in in the middle of that, they miss this whole beginning part, all of a sudden they're confused and frustrated and they unsubscribe from your email list because you're launching to them before they're ready? Mm-hmm. Made that mistake. We still make this mistake. Yep. It's hard. It is so hard to do this. But I'm challenging you to map it out. Where, where are people going? Like, what is the funnel they go through? What are the pages they visit? What are the things they have to touch in order to be convinced that this is the thing they need more than anything else? Number 16, lacking personal support. So we talked about launch cheerleaders, and those are the people who are maybe going to share your Instagram posts. They're going to comment on your Facebook. They're going to tell their friends. They're going to invite them to your event, and all of that's awesome. But I'm talking about the people that you live with, the people who are your family, your friends, your close, close personal circle. So we have found it most helpful to, like, literally for our last big launch, I sent an email, a personal email, to, like, seven of our closest family members who might have interaction with me that week and basically was like, I'm off. I'm off from life for the next week because of this launch. If you need to reach out to me, reach out to my partner first. If you need anything, it's going to have to wait. If anything is crucial, reach out to him. Like I literally set up the like route of communication plans for our daughter to be picked up and taken care of plans for dinner plans for everything so I could be fully focused on our launch and showing up for our people during that week window. And that stuff is crucial. Well, and guys. even simple things like they'll they'll check in with us, like specifically our partners. How are your numbers? How many people signed up for the challenge? How many people have opted in? How many people are excited? Like what are they saying? That like energy you will feed off of it. Like, obviously, I can talk to Emily and say, oh, we're doing really good here. But having that outsider who's literally not in the business, who has no, like, rhyme or reason about it being successful, they're just they're just there. They're in our lives and they're there. But if they are positive, if they are in a good mindset, if they are supportive, you know, we've had launches where one of them was a cranky butt. <laughs> And it's so much, it's so much harder for everyone involved. So if you can create that positive morale, even if it means sitting them down on the couch and like being like for real, you can't come home and complain about work. You can't like, I just need it Uh to be the most serene atmosphere for three days. (laughs) That's all I'm asking for. Okay. (laughs) Not setting intentions. Y'all, this is non-negotiable. What do you need? What do you need from your launch? How many sales do you need? How many customers? How many people do you need to opt in? 
specifically, like a number. So if you don't have a goal, how do you know if you got there? How do you know if you got to the magic land? Now, I realize goals are always shifting. Things are always changing. But put a timestamp on it. In this month or in this week, I'm going to have this thing do X, Y, Z. And these are the steps I'm going to take in order to get there. And sometimes these intentions, as I like to call them, they're not in your control. Like, you can't say, well, if I just spend this much on ads, I'm going to guarantee that I'm going to have this much in sales. Like, sometimes you just can't guarantee the number, but you can do all the work in order to get there. But I still want you to have that number. I still want you to have the launch number in mind. Well, and doing that literally, so to say, for instance, your car is open for a week and I keep giving this example because that's what we're most used to here. And we've crunched the numbers and we know, okay, how many people do we need to be getting in this day, this day, this day to kind of reach our goals? Well, if like in the middle of all of that, you're nowhere near your goals, then that can actually change how you're marketing or talking about the thing that you're selling over the next couple days. And we've had to do that before. But if you don't know what those numbers are that you're going to want to be reaching towards in the first place, then you're just gonna be sitting around being like, well, I guess I'm just gonna do what's gonna do anyways. I don't have any control over it. And there is a little bit that you do. You have control over the messaging. If maybe you need to do an extra Facebook Live, maybe you need to send an extra email, maybe you need to tweak that last email, maybe you need to add a bonus. Like, I don't know what's going on in your launch plan, but like there could be some small tweak that could make the world of a difference for you, but you won't know unless you have some goals. Okay, number 18, lacking self-positivity. So we have our launch cheerleaders, we have our personal cheerleaders, but I'm talking about yourself. I'm talking about going into a launch thinking, well, this is probably just going to be like a small launch and and that's okay. It doesn't need to be huge. I just need it to do something. I remember like a couple months ago, you were like, oh, this will be blah. And I kept being like, no, it's going to be huge. It is going to be massive. And it's so funny because typically the roles are reversed and I'm the one like, Uh, I feel like that's a little bit of a stretch, but you're like, no way are we going to do that. And I said, yes way, we're going to do that. Based on the numbers, this makes sense. And like halfway through, you're like, oh shit, like like we are. And we did better than what you thought we were going. You know, but you have to believe in yourself. There has been times, especially we've talked about the middle of the launch slump before, Where you might have gone in, like, blazing, so excited, ramped up, ready. And then some, like, one little thing doesn't work. And then that day two, day three Yeah, like, you just don't have quite enough momentum. And you're not quite getting the sales you expected. And then you start questioning if you should still be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I want you to have a game plan for those days. Like, have that plan B for those days. Because those days come and they're there for everyone, but for just a week or for however long your cart is open, I'm asking you to be like Oprah all the time and then wind down. I mean, for for me, I need somebody I can text or talk to. So I talk to Parker and I talk to Jessica Ely. Those are my two build me up. 
I need you to be like Richard Simmons level of excited for like seven so days. So Jessica's like all the logicalness necessary, and Parker walks through all the financial numbers so I don't lose my bananas. But I would, I need yeah. that. So what do you need? What is your thing? Are you gonna doubt the tech? Are you gonna doubt this? Maybe you need the person. Maybe you just need a phrase or a sticky note on your desk. Like, what is it that's going to help you stay positive? Yep. Get it. Not tweaking as you go. So we kind of mentioned this before, but if you don't have your eye on all the details, especially if you're distracted because you didn't leave the time or space, you might need to make changes midway through a launch. And sometimes that means last minute things. And last minute things tend to have more mistakes if you're not careful. But you can also tweak for the better. You can tweak to say, oh, you know, I was going to send an FAQ email at the, the last day, but no one really has any questions. So I'm going to focus on this instead. Or I was going to send this email and it was going to be about X, but now everyone's asking me this specific thing. And so I'm going to address that need. Sometimes you got to ditch the plan. This is when, <laughs> yeah, this is when having your schedule freed up is going to come in handy. So you have the time to actually tweak if you need to. So number 20, letting the fluster take over, right? So if you have to tweak that email, if you have to tweak the marketing message, if you have to feel like you have to throw in a bonus, change some of the strategy, that's okay. It doesn't mean the entire thing is broken. It doesn't mean you have to burn the entire thing to the ground. I want you to stick with what you had mapped out first. So like your deadline, if your cart was going to be open for seven days, leave it, leave it. If you have to tweak in the middle, that's fine. If you don't want to tweak and you just want to do it as is, that's fine. But do not fluster and like start to make drastic changes until it's over and shut down and done. And then you can do your kind of recap and actually look Pan at the data. Be a boss, calm, and take a look at that Panic big picture, mode is okay? not okay. I, I do not want you to end up in the hospital because you had a, a breakdown. I have done that. Thank God not in the middle of a launch. But okay. <laughs> Not doing a mock walkthrough. I don't care what it is you're doing. How many times? Like, I feel like every time we do a walkthrough, we find things that are broken. Like, oh, not yes. not like sometimes, not like half the time. Like, Emily, <laughs> at first I used to be annoyed. I'd be like, Emily, you fucked it up. <laughs> but generally, it's just like this piece of tech over here didn't work, or we forgot to set up the email or whatever. Like, even with the processes, even with the checklist, you have to walk through your shit like you are the customer, like you are the potential client. Mm -hmm. What buttons are they clicking? What forms are they going to? Is this connected to this? Are they getting the right things? Is there is so much tech and the bigger your launch, the more tech there is. Yeah. Specifically at bare minimum, do a mock checkout. So no matter what your site is, there are things that you can do like a fake checkout where like you can enter in a fake credit card information and run through the whole process like you would actually, but not get charged. So just Google it. But I want you to do every single step. 
What does the random confirmation thank you page look like? Is it branded? Does it say something funky? Does it say an automated message that you didn't put in there? What's the page after that go to? What happens in their email? Like literally every single step of the process, I want you I to I know test. that sounds like a little overbearing, but this is where you're going to find the most issues and the most holes and they're easy fixes, y'all. What if someone emails you and says, hey, I see the screen and I don't know if I actually checked out. Do you know the answer to that? You need to go through and know. Okay, number 22, not being realistic. All right, so we always talk about Oprah big, dreamy, lofty, scary, awesome, fuzzy goals, right? But I need you to check in with yourself for a second. Your goal is to like, Go from converting 1% of your audience to 15%. It's kind of a big stretch. If you sold like two things last month and you were like, I'm going to sell 2000 this month, that's kind of a big stretch. If you only have a certain amount of time to give to your audience or your launch, but you're basing your goals off someone who works full-time in their business, kind of a stretch. So I'm not saying dream small. I'm saying dream realistic with what you have and where you are at right now. What can you give? What are your current numbers? Anything. What are past sales like? And be realistic with your goal setting. Because I do not want you to be down on yourself halfway through the launch or after the launch because you set yourself to reach something that just literally wasn't attainable. And then when you think about that, I want you to do number 23. No, not do. I want you to not do number 23. I don't want you to think that this will make or break you too often. I still do it. Like I literally on today's call, I was like, yeah, November's launch is going to be the biggest launch of the year. What if it's not? Yeah. Like, okay. And so like, I want you to know that whatever you do, like you can always make changes. You can edit, like you might have been like, okay, if I do this this month and I bring an X amount, then I can do this this month and bring an X amount and you start planning it out and then you get to a certain point and it didn't perform the way you thought it would. Do you need to change what you have scheduled for the future? Do you need to just be okay with it and just live with it? What can you learn from this situation? I don't want you feeling like you've lost the world or you've been defeated or it's never going to work if it didn't work the first time. Or maybe it just, it worked, but not quite as well as you thought it would. Like maybe it didn't convert as high or maybe you didn't bring in as many dollars in sales. It's okay. Yeah. No, no business, even ours, no business should rely on the result of one launch in order for it to still be in business. And that needs to be the same for you. I know, especially at the beginning, that it feels like that. That it feels like this is a thing that could either open so many doors or really make a redirection in my business. Well, it's going to do one or the other. That's the truth. But just because it does one or the other doesn't mean it's going to make you super successful forever or break your business. No one launch has that much weight. Remember that. You just have to tweak. You You just have to repeat. I want you to know that 
this doesn't have to be so crazy. And you can learn from these things. I want you to take all of this and know that launching in and of itself takes practice. So maybe you're just launching a blog post, you know, writing it, publishing it, putting it out there, telling your people about it. It's going to seem hard at first. It's going to seem like a lot of work at first, but then it becomes a system and you love it and it's easy and it comes naturally to you. Launching a big course or a big product or putting yourself out there, the first time you do it, you you know, it may have some kinks, but the more you do it, the easier it will get. More than any other thing I've ever done in business, it just gets easier. It may get more complicated. There may be more pieces to the puzzle, but the actual going through it, like I am less stressed now than I was a year ago. And what we're launching is crazy more complicated. Uh-huh. Yeah. So hopefully this list gave you some like, oh, yeah, I definitely have done those moments. And you can kind of redirect them the next time you're launching something. Because we want you to continue to be successful and launch your amazing stuff and put it out into the world because we believe in you. 